right. Looks like a stable. Drag the full Savvy G fighting in here. <laughs> Gents, how's it all going? Maybe Alex, we'll start with you so we don't all shout over each other and then we kind of go around the houses. Uh, everything's going well. Thank you for asking, Grant. How's everything going for you? Yeah, really good. As I say, I was away last week, but I kind of wasn't away at the same time. So just playing catch up a little bit now, but I'm kind of happy to be back doing this kind of thing. But um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Roman, I know we've kind of tried to do this a few times in the past, but we both messed it up, I think. <laughs> Equally, so apologies on, on my front there, but I'm happy to finally meet. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we've been trying to make this happen, and I was talking about my mic on mute. Uh, no, but I really appreciate uh, you finding the time to talk to us, and we've been trying to make this happen for a bit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, actually, can you, if you got access, you, you're all good just before we get started? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Except my landlord today decided uh, to start drilling my wall, so there's like a loud, obnoxious noise that I try to cut out. <laughs> every, every Friday when we well every Thursday when we record like a weekly roundup with me Jerry and, and Dan Dan's next door neighbor persistently goes out and blows the leaves off his lawn even in like summer even in winter when there isn't like any leaves there he persistently does it so I think people wait around for you to kind of go live and start doing some streaming before they annoy you so um, but yeah gents um, before we get stuck into it I think it's always good to kind of set the scene because people come from all kind of weird and wonderful backgrounds and end up in this kind of extremely strange and niche and wonderful place that we work in all day so um, Alex can you give us a bit of background on how you've got to this point where you are now with Savvy and maybe kind of like a day-to-day -day of Savvy and then move on to Rome and then around the table just give it yeah, a bit of background let's actually <laughs> Let's actually have uh, Roman give the background because the project actually st all started with Roman as we have Akshay's uh, roommates hopping in the background. A good thing it's on blur. <laughs> um, yeah, Roman, you, do you want to go ahead and start us since, the, since you were the uh, inception of the project? Uh, yeah, totally. So uh, my name is Roman. I like to typically introduce myself as like a recovering ex-banker. I uh, used to work for JP Morgan at the private bank for a few years, but I actually got there because of my intense love for Bitcoin and, and uh, blockchain. So like, uh, like most people, you know, I learned about it probably somewhat early, but dismissed it as like magic internet money. And then I realized like somewhere in my journey that, oh man, this like actual tangible benefits to using this new technology. And I kind of tried to dive in deep and I realized that I don't know enough about macroeconomics to really make a difference here. And actually, Bitcoin is the reason why I went into banking in the first place to learn the banking system and then come back and build something cool. Uh, so I, I, I got into uh, banking because of Bitcoin and then came out and started building stuff. Uh, big fan of remittances. So my first project was uh, Stellar based uh, using uh, XLM, BTC and ETH and allowed people to build something really cool where they could use a QR code to scan and uh, the merchant would get USDC on Stellar regardless of which chain was used to, to make the payment. Uh, so then, yeah, I had some success there, um, decided that I really wanted to build in DeFi because I love leverage and, and trading and all that stuff. And I started on this journey and uh, met all, all these really cool, talented people that I like met on my journey through through time. And, and uh, when I found Akshay, I decided I needed to pitch him on this idea. Uh, and like even the way we met was pretty funny, too. I'll let him tell that story. But uh, like along the way, we found like all these cool people to build with. And uh, in the true nature of a DAO, decided to, to do it in a decentralized nature. Uh, so, yeah. 
of we, we building for like a year together now. Awesome. Yeah. Actually, do you want to fill us in on that story then? For sure, for sure. So, you know, just quickly, uh, context, I uh, came across uh, crypto 2013. Uh, I was fourth last year in college, uh, doing computer science at Yale. Uh, and just like, oh, this is cool. We can transfer value through like digital means. This is awesome. Uh, so let's mess around then. And then I became really excited when Ethereum rolled around. And that's when I like started more seriously aping in as a, as a you know, dev side of things. Um, although last 10 years, I basically was running like a, like a tech kind of consulting uh, services business, uh, like with a staff in India traveling constantly. Uh, and that, that, that was great, but you know, it, it's not as exciting as like, cause I was core, like I was pretty much very much involved in seeing how centralized authority, uh, can be exploitative. And so just like trying to go reverse against that, uh, is kind of like became like my core kind of like, you know, kind of ethos of what I wanted to do, uh, and crypto and, uh, you know, DeFi very much aligns with that. Uh, now segue into how I met Roman, uh, it's working um, uh, after I was doing the family business for about a, a decade. I'm like, I want to like try my hands at becoming more technical. So uh, I worked at a uh, real estate AI business. Uh, went into it knowing, like, okay, if I want to be really, really good at Web3, I have to be pretty proficient at Web2. Uh, so I was you know, building uh, there for about a year. I uh, met two of my uh, co-founders there, actually. Uh, but towards the end of that year stunt, I was like about to go and start a Solidity Bootcamp. And basically the last couple of weeks, is like when Roman actually joined, uh, and you know, and he heard from the grapevine because his close buddy was working there that there is some like you know crypto uh, geeks working there, uh, and so when he joined, <laughs> there is this like fun AI algorithm that randomly pairs two people in the company uh, from like the sales side and the engineering side. But lo and behold, the two people that were assigned became <laughs> Roman. <laughs> and we were talking just like small talk and towards the end he's like hey are you interested in crypto i'm like am i <laughs> that started a crazy kind of journey that from that day till till now i like it felt like i, I couldn't you know find a you know, better uh, person and team to work with honestly on this project it's been really awesome uh right so far <laughs> that's so cool he was and actually so i guess we we have to ask this question, uh, Grant. Do you okay. know what the term "meet cute" means? Meet cute. God damn it! I'm on a mission to make sure that everyone in DeFi knows what meet cute is. Meet cute is a something that, a term that they use for rom coms. A, a wonderful way that the two <laughs> actors in a rom com meet, and then from there the story evolves into this wonderful thing. This is their meet cute, and I always bring it up. No one knows what it is except a couple of my friends. So. Um, this is their meet cute is wonderful because now the beautiful story is happy, right? Yeah, man. It's <laughs> it's it's really it. funny because we, we couldn't have predicted this. Literally, the founders found each other through an AI algorithm, right? So it's like <laughs> serendipitous. <laughs> A lot, a lot of, a lot of pitch decks I, I see from day to day would have that as like their first slide. <laughs> Maybe you should. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, and, it's and great. So, uh, so, so, so what did, and, and so I found, I found these guys through through um, like a couple of months after they started. I, I joined up. My background is um, I went to Michigan, played soccer in Michigan, then got hurt and ended up saying, well, I should probably learn how to do things. So I um, worked <laughs> at Google as like entered at Google on the elections and issues advocacy team and then went into management consulting um, at, at Bain. And then after that, um, joined a startup. It got it got bought and then helps uh, start was the first employee founder at another startup. That also got acquired and then got into the product development consulting world of like, okay, how, how do you build better, more sustainable businesses and doing that through developing better pro products holistically. 
Um, I, I did that, and I this is actually where I found uh, the not crypto itself, but the tangential part of crypto, which was peer to peer lending. I did a whole jobs to be done study on both sides of the market. Why do people blend? Why do people borrow? And understanding those and how it apply. What I have found getting deeper into crypto is a lot of those people that I interviewed then are the same people that got into crypto and uh, a little bit, a few years later. Um, and then, so I did more product development consulting with um, kind of a bunch of the companies I can't really name now. But um, after I did that, um, I, I got into that and found crypto because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what this world was and what DeFi was. And the more and more I learn about it, the more I find it's the same issues we've had in many places. It's just um, on a different platform, on a fundamentally different platform. So building a scalable business still applies, building all these other things still apply, but um, some of the fundamentals are different that give us different context to how we're building it. Um, and now we're building Savvy. It's quite refreshing to see a team of, you know, that are extremely well balanced. There's some teams that are very, very tech heavy and don't want to do any of the forward facing or marketing stuff. And then there's some, there's, not naming any names, but there's a lot of teams that want to do all the marketing stuff and don't want to want to do a lot of marketing stuff and chase aliens around if you can read between the lines who I'm talking about there. <laughs> if you've seen that in the news this week. But um, no, it's nice to see a well-balanced team, to be honest. And um, I'd, I'd explain it. I wouldn't say meet cute. I'd probably say found a market fit. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be allowed to type in meet cute if I was on a work laptop. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think anyone does that. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll try and spread the good word, Alex. I'll, I'll try Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, he's on a mission. Um. <laughs> so, who wants to give us a, a high level of savvy? I'm pretty sure some people who are listening to this have seen this. Some come across the timeline now because you guys are doing a really good job of getting out in front of people's faces. So, um, Roman, do you, want, do you want to give us a give us a high yeah. level? And if anyone uh, else wants would... to chip it, chip in off the back of it, let's let's go for it. Yeah, I would love to. So. What is Savvy, right? Um, Savvy is a non-liquidating and auto-repaying CDP, collateralized debt position. The interesting part about Savvy is that it's interest-free, right? So we don't charge anyone to take out this loan. And you can do um, stables, ETH and BTC derivatives. And you do not need to worry about liquidations with Savvy because the asset that you're uh, minting when you take out a loan is actually a synthetic version or a mirror version of the deposit. So essentially your loans are self-repaying and non-liquidating with Savvy. And we just went live on the Arbitrum uh, chain. So we're really excited for that. Nice. Alex, do you, do you want me to pop this on the screen, what you've got, do you want, so we can talk through it? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to present uh, and I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, let, let me flick it on. So yeah. That should be good now, because I think I've seen this. I've seen this previously, and it makes a lot, an awful lot of sense of people. And if people are listening on Spotify, just just head over to YouTube. It's all on there. It's um a lot easier to follow that way. But um, trust me, it makes a lot of sense. It's a really good product. So I'll let you take it away, Alex. And, and Roman, if you want to go ahead and kind of dive into the problem and the solution, we can go through the rest. Totally. Yeah. So part of the space in in DeFi is that you have. Um, you know, a lot of uh, wonderful protocols that allow you to leverage your crypto and open finance without, <clears throat> excuse me, without needing to ask for permission, right? So that's one of the wonderful things about the composability, uh, composability of our space. Um, however, we do see that in DeFi, because it's still so nascent and new, you have uh, liquidity issues and crunches that can cause uh, extreme volatility on price of these tokens. Um, and with leverage, you have to be really careful, right? So one of the biggest problems we have in this space is that borrowers need to actively manage their leverage constantly to 
to avoid liquidation. And it's a real tangible stress that makes it really difficult to, um, you know, DeFi in general, because most people are constantly worried about, you know, being liquidated or not being liquidated, and it stops them from really enacting the strategies that they want to try to do. Uh, so what we decided to do was build a protocol that allows you to take advantage of all those DeFi yields that exist in the space and be able to leverage them safely. So effectively, we created a system that allows you to use yield-bearing assets and yield-bearing cryptos to borrow against it and, and leverage against your future yields. And you don't have to worry about liquidating yourself because there's no counterparty. And since the asset that you created uh, mirrors the one you came with, the debt's always tracking whatever you have, right? So whatever you deposited. So this becomes a very um, easy system to use uh, however you want, right? You can be a very uh, advanced type of trader DeFi user where you can, you know, um, take that synthetic and turn it into other assets. Uh, you can build a neutral hedge with it if you're like, you know, worried about volatility. You can go long into the same position if you want. So there's like no shortage of what you can do with the synthetic asset after you mint it. Uh, the idea is that you're never at risk of being liquidated by the, the lending protocol because, you know, the the collateral that you took and the asset you created mirror each other. So that's like the key component. And, and I guess we'll, we'll stop there, Grant, because like we don't have to we don't want to go through our entire pitch deck with you. But I, like, does this make sense so far? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just going to ask. So if people are wondering, because um, immediately my my where where my mind went there was um so with the specific assets that you're depositing where where are the assets being rooted to or are they having to pick up the yield bearing assets themselves or do they are they kind of on an automated strategy as soon as they're deposited on the back end on savvy like do they have to worry about it if i come with some eth like what's what's my user journey look like there Sure, I can take. A, I can take a crack at that. So, um, you know, essentially, uh, there's like different phases of the project. So, right now, we're going through the the kind of the uh, like you know liquidity generating uh, stage, and for that, uh, like one of the more kind of core kind of purposes of of the synthetic. So, right now, uh, we're encouraging people uh, through our market making campaign to come in, deposit in our yield strategies. Uh, we started with the most conservative, most robust ones, um, which is Ave. Uh, so they won't have the highest yields, but what are we effectively allowing people to do is go in, deposit, uh, borrow, and then go and kind of start uh, uh, providing liquidity in our Trader Joe, uh, you know, uh, liquidity book uh, pools. So there we have, you know, three pools for our three respective asset types, uh, ETH, uh, Bitcoin, and, and stables. Uh, and so we're, we're encouraging a lot of pe folks to go and, and take out uh, loans and then go and, and, and kind of park in the pools there so they can start uh, kind of... Uh, Kind of laying a stable, stable like foundation for our synthetics to to kind of hold price correlation, and then from there we'll just keep plugging in much more exciting yield strategies that will make uh, those loans even more enticing uh, as we expand. So that's kind of the stage we're at right now. Awesome, awesome. So what in in kind of future is there a how, how do you how do you envisage those strategies being kind of brought to the table? Will it be kind of like a dialogue discussion? Will it be kind of people putting proposals up? This is what you should do. Could you even foresee other protocols come in and say, "Look, can you implement our strategy on the back end? It helps us work in TVL. You, your users are getting yield at the back of it. Like, how do you think that thing plays out in its entirety?" Uh, totally 
DAO oriented, right? So in the beginning, we see ourselves as simply custodians of the code. Uh, the initial uh, vaults that we built out, like the first set were, you know, chosen based on various criteria, like uh, how safe the code is, how trusted the protocol is, how much liquidity is in that uh, specific vault that we're building on top of, uh, any counter of smart contract risk, counterparty risk that we have to be aware of. So we have like a whole checklist of things that we go through. But the idea is to, to build this into a fully functioning DAO so that over time we can progressively decentralize governance and decision making and put it into the hands of our community, which is actually really, really smart. Like we have a lot of people uh, that have joined the community um, and have been in many different other DeFi projects that have a lot of experience and are bringing, you know, great ideas and, and great experience to the table. So we feel really confident that over time we'll be able to uh, create the proper and educated community because like we're all savvy folks, you know, uh -huh. uh, but the idea is that we want to decentralize everything that we can and the decision-making process for like what vault strategies, what the, the debt ceilings on those vault strategies and everything in between uh, will eventually be seated to the whole community and be built together. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There are some baffles me every single time there's so many smart people just kicking around telegram discord and yeah. some of the ideas that they come up with and like because the space is such a so fast paced you think you understand everything one day and then the next day it's it's like shit we've got a full new dynamic at play here and you kind of need that kind of collective structure to be post posting ideas even if some of them like are a bit rubbish at times yeah but um i think having that kind of collective collective hive mind looking at stuff and always thinking in the back of mind could savvy use this i think it's 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 the best way forward i think so with um with the initial collateral so we've got eth btc and stables so was what was the decision with trader joe obviously i'm a trader joe fan fanboy and i love it i think liquidity books absolutely incredible um <laughs> and if blues listen to this he'll know he's, he's came on here um once or twice now himself but does that help you guys in any way with depth of liquidity around the kind of the mintable assets like what, what's the kind of thinking and the dynamic at play here because it's it feels like it's a great great fit from from my perspective but i'd love to kind of think and pick your brains on on why trader joe was like the the decks of choice um, well, I, I have been using Trader Joe for quite some time uh, myself, so I'm like a power user of their product, and I, I feel intimately connected to to their protocol in many ways, right? Like, I've been able to trade large quantities on there. I've had low slippage. I've had, you know, really interesting, um, like, projects go through there and provide liquidity. Like, I was pretty early in Wonderland at one point, and uh, they started there. So, like, I was exposed to many projects through Trader Joe, so I've always felt like, they were a very uh, powerful product and a really cool team. And then I got a chance to meet them several times in IRL. Uh, and when, when we learned about the liquidity book first coming out, like last year, I think around September, maybe October time, I instantly realized that that was probably the best version of uh, anything that Uniswap came with, with V3, right? So this was like a really, really cool updated version of, of that concept with so many more things that are now just coming out in like UDV4 and other decks. Yeah. They're only going to have I want to fully credit that team for having some foresight and vision there. Uh, and then, you know, the technical aspects, like they're really powerful on the liquidity book. And, and we can dive into that a little bit too, if you want. But like me and Akshay were talking about it and how powerful it is. Uh, we're 
using testnet to kind of play around with uh, the, the stable swap pools. And it was, it was, uh, it was, it was really joy. Awesome. I'll, I'll, yeah, so I'll I'm throw gonna... in there that there's, 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 there's kind of three main reasons why I went with Trader Joe. One is like the liquidity book fundamentally helps us with um, the biggest risk that the protocol has, which is uh, like a potential like depegging, right? The liquidity book helps that significantly. And, and to Roman's credit, he saw that immediately. The, sec the second thing is that um, from a community standpoint, they have done a terrific job building a community and it's something that we admire and strive to do. And also it, they have they have a community that we, when we've interacted with them, we vibe with them, both the community and the team. Mm. We're like, we enjoy working with them and it just makes everything so much easier. And then thirdly, like I kind of mentioned this previously, but I find that in, in DeFi and when you're building a protocol period, it's nice to have kind of people that you're um, building with, but also people you can kind of look up to and go to for guidance and ask them questions and, and people you can strive with and, and, and will help you lever up. We, we, really, we really see Trader Joe as people like that for us. Um, we, mm -hmm. They are our peers, but they've also gone to multiple chains. Um, they have built out this community. We can work with them. They have a terrific art team. So for us, it's kind of those three main things that make them an ideal pairing to initially start to, to work with them on that. And also because like, at the end of the day, their products just keep banging. So, like, why else would we work with them, right? Yeah, they they won't stop those guys either. Will they? they like, you you never thought for was just being announced, but you know that I'm pretty sure the treasure team will have something up their sleeve. And as you say, they were kind of it's kind of funny to see Uni V4 and their announcements of what they think will be coming onto the market. Why Treasure's kind of already implemented 75% of it or whatever. So, <laughs> kudos Fish and Blue and the team. So, um. Can we get into a couple more like the the product details? So can you can we just just to kind of like solidify it a little bit? So I've in this hypothetical situation when everything's all rolled out, following kind of top generation event, everything's kind of up and running. I've got some ETH, right? I'm long term ETH bull, or I might even have some Steve, depending on like what what I'm kind of holding at the time. I think liquid state tokens are probably going to displace people just holding native ETH. Um, so I come to Savvy. What what am I what what am I able to do there? Can I completely lever up? Can I just take a loan out on that? Just want to kind of solidify it for the audience so they kind of know what the what we're, what we're working with here. Grant, yeah, would so, mind, uh, Grant, Grant, would you mind just putting the 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 slides up so we can talk people through? Yeah, yeah. see it. Thanks. There we go. Nice. So go ahead, Akshay, Roman. You're talking to me as a, basically I'm a permit bull for ETH. Um, <laughs> I, in the early days, I bought ETH and I told myself I will never, never sell this, right? But hey, I have my liquidity needs, you know, I'm trying to live life. So essentially, the way I would go about it is I come in with ETH and either I already have it wrapped into a liquid staking derivative, you know, like we're huge fans of Unsheath or, or, you know, W staked ETH or any of these other LSD5 projects coming out, or I'm just sitting on ETH, or I'm sitting on WETH. Any of those would be acceptable uh, deposit. And now you come in with those, you put it in, you see a yield strategy that you like. Let's say, you know, like I said, either it's either uh, staking, LPing, um, you know, various strategies we'll have related to ETH. You come in, deposit either the yield token or the, or the actual, you know, ETH token uh, as much as you want. Let's say I have 10 ETH, I put that in. Um, I pick that strategy. I see it's earning me, let's say 10% uh, yield. Great. Now against that 10 ETH that's deposited, I can uh, take out a loan up to 50% of my collateral. So in this case, it would be, uh, you know, five savvy ETH. Uh, I can take that out now. And, uh, and now uh, I can go and do whatever I want my loan. 
since I minted a new token, uh, it's not a transfer. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't swap. I just took out a new kind of uh, a load. I can go and use that. Either I can go and swap it back into ETH and, and kind of like kind of do a looping strategy. Since uh, we only allow up to 50% uh, borrowing, if you do that, you can only lever up to 2x max. Um, but, you know, that you just effectively can, uh, without having liquidation risk there, you've already just uh, doubled your APY if you go that approach. Uh, if you're just, as opposed to just regular, you know, like putting the ETH into, uh, you know, liquid staking. So that's one cool strategy. Another one would be like you go in and, you know, you use it to degen into, you know, NFTs or, or you swap into kind of you know, cash or like what I, I like doing is putting it into, let's say, a completely different uh, investment. Uh, and let's say now if it's earning you like five to 10 percent, let's say it's earning you 10 percent uh, yield. Uh, effectively, you know, uh, you pay off your your. Uh, 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 you know, your, your debt over time, uh, uh, the, the, uh, let's say the, the loan itself, uh, you know, you've effectively increased your, your capital efficiency uh, quite a bit without taking on liquidation risk. Um, and now you're kind of your core principal, uh, savings never gets eroded. Like, you know, they always say in finance 101, never erode your, your kind of your, your savings. So this is a way to kind of protect that while uh, kind of expanding its efficiency without having to like stress and look at kind of price fluctuations. And then what's nice is I'd like that existing yield strategy that you'd see put into, let's say that starts kind of going down and you see a much more attractive one. You can then like, even like, like you know, seamlessly kind of switch over without having to unwrap and wrap your position again. Um, nice. So that way you have full flexibility. If you want to like uh, take your collateral back, you could always take that back uh, minus liabilities. Uh, so that way you're never locked up into anything. And so that kind of flexibility is really nice with this product. Um, and I'm really looking for it. I built this for myself effectively and then everyone else can use it if they want. But <laughs> I was, I was going to say, because I, I don't know who I was speaking to previously. Um, I think it was like Danku, Dankua, who's got, a, they've got like a validate, validating business. And I think uh, primarily focused on the Cosmos ecosystem, but he honestly couldn't believe that I keep even of everything I have in life on chain and i just look after everything and then when i need to take assets off to buy coffee or pay for rent i'll do whatever i need to do i just remove it and then off ramp it and he couldn't he couldn't get couldn't wrap his head around that but i thought that's just what everyone did <laughs> in this space so products like this where if i'm just going to be sat on like a bag of eth or a bag of i've got a lot of bitcoin um recently probably the most i've held in a in a long time but for this if i'm just going to sit on it and yield on it and then if i need to kind of pay for anything i don't necessarily want to unwind the position um, but for stuff like this, I can obviously just, I'd be able to borrow against it. I'd be able to off ramp it so, so, as and when I needed to. So, so this is where I like, we, we love to ask people, how would you use savvy? And it sounds like this is the way that you would use savvy, right? Obviously not financial oh, advice. Yeah, absolutely. But 100%. yeah, what, like, like what would you do? Like kind of tell us, like walk us through how, how you could see yourself using savvy. So for me, for me personally, um, I'd, It'd definitely be like a long-term stake thief or a long-term Bitcoin holding. I think particularly in this market, um, I don't really want to eat long-term quarterly. Um, I will trade them when I get a little bit impulsive. <laughs> but for, for the most part, like a large portion of the portfolio, Bitcoin, ETH. And then as I say, if I'm kind of, I don't know, I might be going away. I might be going, I'm going, up, going to Greece Friday. I might want to take a little bit off the table there, but I'm, I don't want to unwind the position. Like, I just want to keep everything as it is. I know where everything is and yield on it. And then I'd probably just off-ramp it. The issue is, for me personally, it's with the kind of off-ramps getting kind of a little bit 
like going through choke point as, as, as they say. But um, I think there's a lot more self-custody solutions that are coming onto the market. So I'd absolutely love to see Savvy integrated with a couple of those, like the like guys that are wholly held and stuff like that, because that's just a dream for me. If I'm keeping everything self-custody and yield on it, I want to offer them to buy something. Um, that's how I'd use it. That's just like plain and simple how I'd use it. I'm kind of doing that already without earning the additional yield on top of it, obviously earning some stake ETH yield. But for me, if that was an option, um, and obviously there's there's a few people on the market that you can do that with, but like that, that's, that's typically how I'd envision using it properly. Were, were we speaking about awesome. FIRE before, Alex? Were we speaking about yeah. the... That's how I plan to use it. One, yeah, one of yeah, our, exactly. One yeah. of our friends is is already is is already doing something like that, where he's basically paying for his life using um, kind of like something <laughs> that he's Jerry rigged together, right? And like the three of us, Roman, Akshay, like we all have different ways we want to use it. Akshay thinks about using Savvy, or he's used Savvy as like, or used the equivalent of Savvy um, for an angel investment. Roman has done it um, to go do NFT to buy personal NFTs. For me, I plan to do it to pay for my entire life. Roman always jokes with his wife. He wants to, he wants to get a, a self-repaying house for her. Um, and, and so, so, but for me, I, w- I want it to pay for my life and that's, and, and the amount of capital efficiency you could, you could have when you start to use something like savvy is, is incredible. We use the example of a house, right? So if you just go and buy a house and you hope the house appreciates in value, like that's, that's great. It's, it's one way to, to accrue, um, to, to potentially make gains on that. But you're actually missing out on the other capital efficiency part of it. If you buy a house, hope it appreciates some value, and you move someone in, charge them rent, now you have two mm. revenue streams off of that single asset. That's how we're using Savvy. That's like so you have two revenue streams off of your ETH that you're holding off your off your BTC that you're holding, and now, um, well, hopefully you won't have to work as many hours, Grant, and you can go to Greece more often. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Though, um, is there is there any? I know you said with the fifty percent collateralization ratio probably get up to around 2x is there any way to kind of automate that or people gonna have to manually do that initially and then kind of work around that and my other question would be um is there any way say if i deposited eth and i wanted to borrow to savvy usd is is, would that be able to be automated whatsoever or is that is that gonna have to be a manual process because there's obviously some interesting strategies you can pull up there if you, you want to start doing that in automated fashion. Just to start with, um, um, we're going to keep everything pretty much manual, but we're, we're playing out with some interesting uh, kind of multi-call type kind of solutions where you can like, you know, like crunch up a bunch of different, like, tra- you know, transactions that are more popular, like strategies that are more popular into like, you know, more simplified uh, examples. One, for instance, that we're doing is like, even like this, like this market making campaign is like, we're asking people to like deposit, borrow, self-liquidate, withdraw, deposit into LP. That's like six, seven steps, right? And so yeah. we already like spun up a contract that kind of crunches all that that we're going to be uh, deploying soon. But we were trying to like uh, we're working out a solution that we can like take like cool strategies that the community like likes using and like find ways to like simplify that. So roadmap stuff, that off-ramping, credit card solutions, all those are fun things that we have. <laughs> Solutions kind of like already mapped out, and it's just a matter of like you know uh, prioritizing uh, execution on them. Yeah. yeah. Since we since Sorry, we launched, uh, yeah, since we launched like uh, only a few days ago, we've been talking to a lot of projects about finding um, additional use cases for the DeFi primitives, like the SVUSD and SVBTC and ETH. Uh, so you know, 
uh, in, a, in a few weeks, you'll see a lot of news coming uh, about the partnerships and protocols that we've built on top of, uh, which would uh, start generating some very interesting uh, yield opportunities. And then, yes, at some point, we'll be creating more automation tools for people to you know, make their DeFi strategy even more composable. Uh, so like to answer your last question, if someone has, let's say, ETH or BTC uh, in V1, they're borrowing the same asset and that asset is then denominated in their debt position, right? So your Bitcoin, it's savvy Bitcoin, et cetera. Uh, the person themselves can obviously swap into USDC or something else after and they don't have to worry because their debt position is still denominated in Bitcoins. So it doesn't matter where the Bitcoin price goes to that uh, user. But that's like one extra transaction that they have to do and all of that stuff. So like, you know, the, the good folks at Savvy are powerful engineers like Akshay and Ramsey and Pat. Uh, they're, they're working on some cool stuff. So we do want to make it ultimately a very easy and comfortable user experience to the point where, you know, we, we would love to obfuscate even things that people are used to on the day to day, like, you know, connect your wallet and stuff like that. Um, in an ideal world, right, like we want this space to scale. And we want this to be adopted more. Uh, there's still UI UX issues that all protocols face and, and it's part of the, the, the space. And we're working closely with a bunch of protocols to like help create better standards and, and really make the experience easier. So in the future, we totally envision not only having a person be able to come in with one asset, borrow something else through the magic of, uh, you know, Zapper contracts, but also, you know, to make it easy for on-ramp, off-ramp. Um, remittance use cases obviously are a big uh, part for us as well. So we'll be working on, on many, many different use cases for the synthetic primitives. Nice. Feels feels like you know, you guys aren't just happy to settle to build with inside the bubble, which is kind of nice because a lot of people just forget that they have to find product market fit in the real world as well, not just <laughs> this weird and wonderful yeah. crypto space, which is uh, kind of refreshing to hear, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, before we even launched and made it public facing, like about 100K of like funds aped into our project. So that felt pretty good. About that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be clear about that, we were we were actually live on a Trader Joe um, on, a, on a Trader Joe AMA and um, we hadn't released it publicly. We were still checking a few things. Some of the users on on the Trader Joe AMA found the link. And started depositing. So before we were done with the Trader Joe AMA, we already had 80k of funds. And we we're like, the hell? How did we? How like? How did you guys find this? Like we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't publicly say this to anybody. Um, so that that felt really good in terms of product market fit. But I, I will say, a lot of people talk about like, oh, we need to find the next billion users and do all that. But truthfully, Roman like actually lives that. Like the the, the days like in the early days of, of our launch, I I keep so my grandfather was a preacher. I keep referring to Roman as like a preacher of crypto because the dude is just prophetizing everywhere he actually onboarded my dad my 67 year old dad into crypto <laughs> and was like all right you have to like do this and do that and do that so when people talk about like onboarding people into crypto like roman actually lives that breathes that and does it doing doing the business um so can we i know what i'm gonna get asked about this if i don't bring it up can we get the uh can we do some savvy token can you what can you kind of tell us about that what's the best way for people to Maybe not buy it, earn it, if they want to get part, take part in the take, token generation event. Like, what's what do people need to know about it effectively? Yeah. Uh, so, what do we, what do people need to know about Savvy? Uh, well, number one, we will have a utility governance token, which is called SVY. Uh, it does a couple of things, like give you access to become a member of the DAO. 
gives you access to the protocol itself because these contracts uh, at some point will require you to hold a little bit of SVY to be able to utilize. And then most importantly, you'll be able to use uh, SVY for governance as well as other things that are related to governance, making decisions on uh, like what the protocol will do, what uh, other assets we might accept. Uh, we do plan on being an omni-chain solution. So uh, which chains we build on top of will also be dictated by this. Um, and there's actually a really interesting part to savvy, which we took quite a bit of time trying to come up with. So in, in all lending uh, protocols today, uh, all collateralized debt protocols, all synthetic asset protocols, uh, the tokens are generally created with one thought in mind most of the time. It's kind of like, how do I convince people to go provide liquidity in, into a secondary market and therefore I'll pay them for their, their capital and it's kind of mercenary in that way. Um, and it's really long-term, probably not sustainable as we've come to see. So we wanted to make sure that this system was a little bit more uh, forgiving and was also including people that were on the other side of the protocol, like actual users and not just market makers, right? Because both are important. Uh, so with SVY, when you're staking it into vote escrow mode in VE Savvy, you actually have this added benefit of having a secondary yield source if you are a borrower. So no protocol out there has this kind of um, setup, right? So when we turn on vote escrow, uh, if you have assets, if you're providing LP or you have just deposited into the protocol, but you didn't actually use the main use case, which is that synthetic leverage, you wouldn't be eligible for a boosted yield. So we're literally telling uh, borrowers that it makes more sense to keep uh, leveraging their useful assets so that they can then be more uh, capital efficient. So in a long story short, TLDR, uh, Savvy ends up uh, rewarding everyone from market makers to actual users and participants of the protocol. In, in several ways. So yeah, the token's coming, it's coming, it's coming in hot. There's there's definitely a lot of interest coming for that. Um, people are now, the reason why they're market making uh, is because there are no emissions yet. We are, we did start tracking uh, the, the emissions as of uh, Thursday. So we have like a specific um, timestamp on the blockchain for when we started this. And people are coming in because, you know, they see the value of, of value accrual. So, uh, Part of what we do is when Savvy generates uh, revenue, it would be also using that revenue to create more uh, buy pressure on SVY. So it won't just be a token that people want to sell and, and trade, but actually want to hold on to it because there are various use cases that will be unlocked with it. I just want to add that um, in order to calculate these uh, rewards, uh, you know, we Trader Joe doesn't uh, didn't even create subgraphs for their latest version of LB. So we decided to build it for them. Uh, so you'll see that too. <laughs> nice. Today, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so Grant, just to be clear, there's like a few different ways to interact with the protocol right now, right? So we have our market making rewards or our market making campaign, right? Which is uh, we have market making campaign. You come and take out a deposit and take out a savvy credit line. And then thirdly, you can participate in the, in the TGE. These three are unique to each one. It might be different use cases for people, but we also believe that they're uh, appealing enough for people to do all three of them together. The first one, the market making rewards campaign is we have these liquidity pools that are live on Trader Joe. You can come um, deposit into a stable swap pools and uh, kind of like LP into a stable swap pool and then uh, earn SVY rewards over time. Second one is um, bar, uh, deposit borrow from Savvy, take out the Savvy credit line. Right. That's where we were talking about this fire concept, this being able to go um, to Greece and, and, and kind of take some off the table and do that, um, buy NFTs, et cetera. 
The third one is this TGE, right? The, the token sale event that we'll have more information on coming up in the next four to six weeks. Um, that one is when the SVY will be live. You can purchase it. You can do all these different things, et cetera. But now the fourth one, so as, as this all happens, is that once you, they all will start to tie together because as, as a savvy user, if you've taken out the credit line and you hold the token and then you stake SVY, through some, through some mechanisms that we have, you'll be able to earn that boosted SVY uh, kind of yield. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, 100%, absolutely. So there's multiple and, ways for everyone who's listening to be able to get their, get their hands on it. And you can kind of get started already without the token being live on, on Trader Joe. If people are struggling to on how to add liquidity on liquidity book, you can, I've got a video up there me rambling for around 45 minutes that shows you how to use liquidity book <laughs> so if anyone wants to watch that they can um and that might get you started and and i and i assume we'll also put in our, our show notes we have a bunch of links for you on we walk you through how to do this how to go provide liquidity how to do all those things we have a blog post that talks about um how to how to market make and what all that is but the truth of the matter is that as you start to get into savvy you'll realize both there's there's some simplicity and there's also some complexities that will allow you to choose which way is the best way for you mm-hmm can I, can I ask about kind of uh, like revenue capture or value capture um, from the protocol? Where, uh, where, do fee, where do, at what point in the kind of product lifecycle do fees get captured and kind of distributed? Yeah. So we, like I said in the beginning, we actually do not charge for taking out the loan. So it's zero interest loan. Uh, the yield that gets generated from your base deposit, there's two things that happen. One, uh, savvy treasury is getting 10% of the yield that's coming in from your base deposit. So that's kind of like risk-free value for the protocol. And it's, you could say commission of sorts. Uh, then the other 90% of the yield that gets generated from your, uh, or the user's base deposit uh, goes into the savvy swap and savvy uh, Sage contracts that becomes protocol control liquidity. And it does a couple of things. Uh, one, it reduces your debt balance in the system. So if you owed us, uh, or you owed Savvy, you know, some crypto from your loan, you now owe less. And that allows the user to do two things. They can either take out more leverage, right, because they're basically incentivized to do so, uh, or they can withdraw a corresponding amount of their uh, base token or their base crypto if they don't want to use their protocol anymore and are just basically trying to exit their position. Uh, so a really easy way to say this is that the protocol makes yield on top of yield. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we utilize that incoming yield to... Uh, deepen the, the secondary markets, like for the savvy synthetic assets. We use that to um, go with like treasury strategies for like our partners and, and other protocols. So, if, you know, without naming names, there's a few protocols we're working with that we'll be releasing soon. And we have to have certain capital requirements to be able to really like tap into the best yield that that product can offer. Uh, so, so we're, we're, you know, we're building these things out. Um, so the, the idea is that over over time, the liquidity will get get deeper, obviously. In, in terms of, in terms of um, how we're going to be kind of like using the yield to kind of manage our and rebalance and keep the like the price correlation strong, keep the pools deep. Uh, since we're working with Trader Joe's, you know, uh, awesome you kind know, of concentrated liquidity, uh, you know, setup, uh, we're taking like in, like inspiration from like the Frax AMO model, but taking it up a notch and making it compatible with concentrated liquidity. And so we're really excited about kind of building that for ourselves. And then, you know, uh, hopefully other people might find that useful as well. So, you know, like awesome. that, the 462 standard, we're trying, uh, 26 standard, we're trying to enforce across all of our strategies. Bunch of things like this uh, on the technical side 
we were trying to like push forward and then uh, make it open source so that hopefully, you know, like for me, like the way I've been inspired by projects, I would love to see someone kind of building on us or taking some of our ideas. And, and that, and that's, and that's an important point, Greg, because you asked about like how we, how Savvy like makes money and where the, where the fees are accrued and stuff. And what's an interesting thing about DeFi is that people can play many roles. They can be a user of the protocol. They could potentially um, purchase the token and do all these different things. So our answer will depend on who you are and what you do. But the truth of the matter is that Savvy ends up, it all ends up tying together in this beautiful flywheel, right? So if you are a, um, even like Savvy is set up to both make sense for the user of Savvy of the credit line, to make sense for the protocol and to make sense for DeFi overall. Meaning um, when a user comes in, we make money when you make money. We make 10% of the yield when you make money. We're not making money when you get screwed and you get liquidated. We make money when you make money, right? Savvy overall can then go and yield farm. And, and so uh, the overall DeFi does better and does better for a lot for the for chain overall. So the concept is that because we are set up, like there's multiple ways that, that Savvy can, uh, can help people make money, including with the... Um, including the purchasers of the, of the SY, SBY token, because we'll have a redemption program, it turns into this beautiful flywheel that um, that at, the more you the more you dive into it, the more you'll see that um, Rome has taken a, a bunch of time to figure out how this all connects together. I mean, the nature of the project is it's sticky. So as yield comes in, people are not going to withdraw that yield. It's going to kind of sit there. And so we get an opportunity to just play with that yield and actually earn more revenue. Uh, in a, in a, again, a contract, non-custodial way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose it's it's aligned incentives as well, because you guys, if there's a 10% kind of, I suppose, um, commission performance fee, I don't know how you want to what, what the terminology is around that. Like you guys are constantly on the lookout for emergent strategies that are going to be safe for the user. And then, as you said, non-custodial, in a self-custodial way that allows the kind of protocol to make money and they use it to make money as well. So there's kind of a line incentives there um, because um, I suppose if it was all said and done and like there wasn't an incentive for you guys to continue to maintain and look for better yield and opportunities for depositors, then it's, you know, it goes, doesn't it exactly play out well if that, if that was the case. <laughs> is there, is there anything I might have missed that you want to kind of bring up and, and we can wrap it up with? I know this. Uh, touch on the market making campaign that that's gone off. Like we kicked off a project a week uh, ago. Not a single like you know smart contract bug. Uh, like I've shipped many projects in the past too. And like you know we always I always wake up at night like with like you know alarm. <laughs> uh, but this time like I guess because we, we spent a year like prepping, went through the audits. There was no like critical issues found by Helenborn. We spent a year like you know so much internal testing that finally when it came to like pushing because this stuff is immutable. It was really, really good to see that it was smooth. But now we've kind of started off our market making campaign. And so probably this is a good kind of like uh, opportunity to like ask people, I don't know when they'll see this interview, but if they're uh, around before the TGE happens, uh, you know, that's yeah. a good way to like earn a lot of kind of, uh, you know, by providing liquidity in, in Trader Joe's, you know, liquidity book, uh, no impermanent loss. So like you're literally taking your stables or Bitcoin or ETH and, and kind of farming it without having to like worry about like, you know, like uh, impermanent loss, uh, you know, and as a way, uh, we're kind of like measuring that on chain and we'll airdrop um, the corresponding um, like savvy tokens uh, after, after the TG that we built a cal calculator to see exactly how it is. We're today uh, or, or tomorrow latest, we're going to be launching out the actual kind of live real-time indexer so you can see on the DAP itself what your uh, accrued rewards is. So we definitely encourage participation in that. 
And furthermore, we, we kicked off a uh, kind of Galaxy NFT campaign. Uh, we about like the amount of emissions we're supplying to the main uh, LB pools, we're taking about 5% of that and of supplying it to, so if you're effectively uh, go on to Galaxy, if you have ever participated with any of our partners or we're in her, uh, like, you know, participated in our fair launch on Avalanche or are, you know, an OG member in our, in our Discord group, and there's a bunch of conditions. If you fulfill any of those conditions, you can mint this Galaxy NFT. If you're a holder of this NFT, you will get a boost uh, on the awards, uh, rewards accrued. Um, and so we definitely encourage that uh, and, uh, you know, uh, look forward to, to seeing this protocol blossom. Awesome. Love it. Gents, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. And, and Grant, the last is thing I'll say is that... I'm going to wrap up with. Yeah, um, I believe, like, as exactly what, what Akshay mentioned um, about the Galaxy NFT boost, I believe we're, we're working on for LARP holders will have some sort of utility for that. By the time this video comes about, there should be um, the LARP holders should, should should get added to the Galaxy campaign. So you can go, you can get your boost just for having um, that 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 LARP NFT. One of the first utilities for the LARP NFT. I'm sure there'll be many more. <laughs> yeah. So people who, who have completed the quest one, quest for LARP one, um, we're going to bring forward some of the benefits of, of the LARP NFT. So there you go. Thank We really appreciate it as well, guys. And um, really nice to see it all in action. But um and couldn't the, wish to kick the, it off the last thing i'll say grant the, the the last thing i'll say grant is like truthfully um savvy like whenever you do end up seeing this um we we're all doxxed we are all in the discords we're all answering questions we we're around if you if you, somebody wants to jump on a call and has ideas or thoughts we're down to listen um we're tr we're we are trying to build this a long-term sustainable business in DeFi, and we're trying to do it while doxxed and we're trying to do it while being like customer focused right so we're around to like help you guys and to, and to speak to you. And, and we truly believe in the DAO idea. So, and it's not just our community, but the people who are helping us build us. So for whenever you do see this, um, please reach out to us, join our discord, um, follow us on telegram, reach out to us, DM, DM us, um, because we're trying to build this with, with our community. So, so thank you so much for having us. Awesome. Anytime. And any of those links that Alex has just mentioned, I'll, I'll, I'll drop them below and yeah, reach out. They don't buy it. They're extremely friendly. So, uh, yeah. Thanks again, gents, and um, we'll see, speak to you next time. Thanks, Grant. All right, take it easy.